0: On today's episode, we are gonna take a look at Intel Corporation. They just reported earnings, so let's get started. Yo. All right, so first, let's start off by looking at this company's stock performance. Right now, the company is down 6% after reported earnings. So they reported earnings today, April 23rd, 2020, for their quarter one results. So right now, the stock is sitting at 55 dollars and 50 cents and this company had an all-time highs of around 68 dollars so 68 dollars to that 55 dollars and 50 where it's sitting right now gives this company 17 percent below its all-time highs which i think is pretty pretty crazy so in today's episode we're going to do a few things first we're going to take a look at the earnings results then we're going to take a look at a few articles. Next, we're going to take a look at the information they provided to us and take a look at their income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. And finally, I'm just going to end up giving my thoughts and my opinion on this company. Remember, guys, I am not a financial advisor, so all these are just my thoughts and to not be taken as recommendations. All right, so now let's take a look at the earnings results. But actually, before we get there, guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and touch that bell. It helps the small channel out so much, and I truly appreciate the amount of growth I have seen in just the past few weeks. And also, let me know in the comments, are you guys excited right now to see that drop? Are you guys gonna start picking up some shares of Intel? Definitely let me know in the comments right now to share share your thoughts. So quarter one, non-gap earnings per share were $1.45, which beat by $0.18. Cents. Gap earnings per share were $1.31, which beat by $0.11. Cents. Total revenue for this quarter was $19.83 billion, and that beat by $1.17 billion. That's a huge beat. And that's 23% up compared to same time last year. And one thing to take a note, guys, is right now, a lot of companies are either beating the estimates by high numbers or beating them by ridiculously low number or or missing them by ridiculously low number and it just shows you how analysts this is a a whole new ballgame for anybody analysts are way are far off their target points and this shows you how this whole pandemic has taken such a huge hit and no one really knows what's gonna happen Alright so here we are still in seekingalpha.com the article title is Intel lower after soft earnings per share outlook and this was by Brandy Benz I've highlighted all the key points that I found important and it was pretty much the whole article so here we see that revenue was a huge beat for quarter one and it was primarily driven by two things the first thing was driven by the strong demand in data centers and this is obviously right all the clouding servers need ha- have increased their capacity and have increased demand for the servers so they're buying more products that drives that data center to go up the second is coronavirus related work from home component obviously right now more people are working from home more people are more students more kids st- kids are studying from home so everybody here needs a laptop in the data center group Revenue was up 43% compared to same time last year to seven billion dollars. That's over one third of the total revenue, right? What was the total revenue for this company? It was 19 billion dollars, right? About 20 billion. So it was a little bit over one third of the revenue came from Data Center Group, and it's pretty crazy to see that up 43% compared to same time last year, which included a 53% increase in cloud service provider revenue next we also saw growth in the pc centric business it grew 14% to about 9.8 billion dollars and this was pretty much with notebooks or laptops posting a 22% year-to-year unit growth this company also gave us guidance for quarter two for quarter two they expect revenue of 18.5 billion dollars in revenue where estimates are 18.1 billion so they are expecting more than what analysts are expecting And they're expecting a dollar and ten cents of earnings per share the expected is a dollar and 17 cents next thing intel is not providing a full year outlook due to the coronavirus uncertainties and i think i see a lot of people complaining about this but we don't really know how much longer this coronavirus is going to affect the overall market so i think it's pretty smart for them not to give us a full year outlook they can kind of understand how quarter two will do but there's un- so many uncertainties to even give us anything for quarter three and quarter four. So this next article just mentions that Apple is preparing its own chips for their MacBooks and Ma- all their Mac products. And this is obviously a big deal because one, if Apple creates new chips, then it's going to add another competitor into this market. And right now we already have some big companies. We have uh, AMD Now we have and we have Intel. Now we're going to have Apple and Apple is a company with so much cash. And it'll be able to have so much influence, right? They have the iPhones, they have iPads, and they have the iMacs where they can just force those chips onto their systems. So obviously, that is bad news for Intel. And the second thing, Intel is a big provider of MacBooks of uh, uh, providing their chips to, to mac products mainly their macbooks so they would also end up losing a customer there so it would not if they would competition would increase and they would also lose a customer for sure for certain but i, I can see why a lot of people are kind of fearful with apple entering this market all right so next we want to take a look at this slideshow this slideshow comes from the presentation that intel gave to us during their earnings and it's pretty much it's titled 2020 headwinds and tailwinds and it's pretty much just telling us the actions they're taking and the type of market dynamics to expect first they say that data center demand was pretty strong is is pretty strong in this first half so for quarter one and quarter two but they expect the second half quarter three and quarter four to be a lot weaker Due to enterprise and government's demand dropping they also see strong quarter one notebook demand from work and learn from home but they see this to offset later on especially with the contraction of global gdp so pretty much right less more people are going to be losing jobs so less once everybody has their work laptop and has their learning from home laptop there's no real reasons for for your everyday american to go and purchase another a new laptop right after that demand is also going to drop next on actions taken the two things i mentioned already first they have raised a 10.3 billion in new debt and they also suspended share buybacks which i think is pretty smart on their on on their end all right so next let's take a look at this company's overall summary we're going to take a look at their income statement at their balance sheet and their cash flow statement but before that i pretty much just wanted to break down how this company's revenue is truly divided so remember this company for quarter one made 19.8 billion dollars out of that 19.8 billion dollars this company is divided into into a few sectors there's three items here three items that pretty much make up 90 percent of this company's total revenue so the first one we're going to talk about is pc centric and this is pretty much the revenue sector that hits all the laptops all the desktops and any single tpu that you purchase and this makes up 99.8 billion out of that 19.8 billion dollars that it did in total revenue so close close not yet but close to half of the total revenue comes from this sector and this sector was actually up 14 percent but again we mentioned that the main reasons were more people were buying laptops right now because of people staying staying home and people and kids needing to to learn from home next we have dcg dcg is data centric group and this is where all the chips for data center is set so in data centers you have like your cloud servers and you have all your other servers here this made up 7 billion of that 19.8 billion and this was up 43 percent compared to same time last year the third biggest is NSG, and this is their this is kind of a new sector that intel is has grown and uh, that started i don't i think it's probably not even two years old but it's already the number three and it made 1.3 billion dollars this year so we can see right almost I I, I gotta say, more than eighty-five percent pretty much just comes from from two departments: the PC centric and the data center group. And we can see why that why kind of having a a new competitor, the Apple chip that I talked about in in a previous article, can be very scary for a company that own that pretty much most of the revenue comes from the from chips. But anyways, the the memory group is made up of one point three billion dollars, and it was up forty six percent compared to same time last year all right so now we're going to take a look at this company's income statement this is going to go pretty quick because we pretty much covered a lot of the stuff in the income statement but first again just reiterate revenue here for this quarter was 19.8 billion dollars compared to 16.1 billion dollar same time last year so we see that that nice increase in total net revenue compared to just a year ago and usually for technology companies like this especially a semiconductor company one of the most important things is this company needs to make sure its technology is always up to date and they're always improving and innovating and one of the best ways to kind of see is to see their expenses in research and development research and development is pretty much just what they're using for to pay their engineers to make sure their products are up to date same time last year this company paid 3.3 billion dollars this this year it paid to 3.275 billion so a small decrease but not much again this i i like to see this I, I would be pretty scared if i saw a huge decline in research and development and to be honest this is one of the few expenses that i don't mind if it jumps because if it jumps i know they have more more engineers obviously just because they have more engineers doesn't mean much but just to know that the chances of of more minds thinking and more work being done can really help this company go to higher heights and the only other thing i want to take a look here in their income statement is their diluted shares last year they had about 4.5 billion shares right now they have about 4.3 so they have been buying a nice amount of shares oh there's actually one more thing i have highlighted and remaining dollars authorized for buyback program right now this company had about 19.7 billion dollars to use in buyback program And even though they canceled this, at least they still have that money that they were going to allocate for that. Maybe they can allocate if things get pretty sketchy. So it's good to know that they stopped this and this is that some money they had allocated for for some other purpose. But now they can actually use it to for any emergencies. All right. So next, let's take a look at this company's balance sheet. And if you guys happen to watching my channel, you guys know this is my favorite thing to really look at. And first, let's start off with just current investments total current investments let's just start from the bottom and work our way up total current investments right now is sitting at 41.5 billion dollars last year it was 31.2 billion dollars so an increase of about 10 billion dollars one thing to take a note of ah my bad this is not for one last year this is for last quarter so three months ago so this is actually pretty good it's indicating how this company has grown in just three months the main reason this total current assets has increased by this much is because right we saw there was about a 10 billion dollar loan that they that, that they took out and obviously we're going to see that in the cash and cash equivalent sector. So let's just take a jump there to cash and cash equivalents. Right now this company has about 11.3 billion dollars in cash at hand and compared to just 3 months ago it had 4.2 this is actually pretty much where all that growth in total current assets come from and this is pretty much where all the growth from total current assets came from right it's about a seven billion dollar increase compared to just three months ago the only other thing i want to take a look here in the current assets is inventories and inventories this right now they have a little bit more inventory than they did just three months ago but not by much just 500 about 500 million dollars worth more of inventory and this is just pretty much in that it's in the work in process so again that's not really a red flag but just something i wanted to stay out there next let's take a look at this company's total assets this company's total asset right now is sitting at 147.7 billion dollars compared to 136.5 just three months ago So that's about an increase of 11 billion dollars most of it coming from that total current assets that total current assets increased by about 10 billion so most of it comes from there and the other comes from a little bit here and there nothing really to to really take a look at um, that throws a red flag it's just a little growth here and a little decline here that ended up being that extra 1 billion coming from and then the other 10 billion coming from that extra cash and total current assets all right so next let's take a look at this company's current liabilities let's just start off with short-term debt this company actually there's no red flags here. i don't even know why i have short-term debt highlighted but short-term debt is pretty much the same compared to just three months ago that's perfectly fine that means this company um, has no crazy nothing if it was able to pay off is that just three months ago be able to pay it off now so nothing there really freaks me out then let's take a look at total current liabilities total current liabilities grew by about 1.5 billion dollars so three months ago it was at 22.3 billion right now it's at 23.9 so about 1.6 again in total current liabilities i i see a little growth here and there but nothing that really stands out to me so nothing worth mentioning there Next, this company's total debt has increased, and obviously we saw this company took a 10.8 billion dollar loan. So right last just 3 months ago, this company had 25.3 billion dollars in total debt. Now it has 36.5 billion dollars. So that was that 10.8 right there. All right, so next let's take a look at this company's cash flow statement. So in their cash flow statements, there's three ways they can they make money. So the first one, like I said, is net cash flow provided by operating activities. And this is what it makes. This is the cash flow it gets from its everyday activities. So pretty much from doing business. So this grew by about $1 billion compared to same time last year. And that's actually to be expected, right? This company actually made about 40 billion, uh, about $4 billion more in revenue compared to same time last year. There's nothing really in here that, that throws a red flag. The second is net cash used from investing activities and just like you and I, companies use cash to invest in different types of assets and sometimes those assets go up sometimes those assets go down obviously we've been in a market where assets have pretty much dropped a bit so here we see about a 1 billion drop in their assets and again neck here is there's nothing really nothing really to to throw me a red flag the one i really wanted to take a look at is net cash flow provided by financing activities so this is cash flow that's shown after they pay dividends if they buy back any shares and if they take off any debt the first one the two ones i wanted to talk about are two i I mentioned before first is the issuance of long-term debt so this company did take out a new debt and we can see it right here a 10.2 billion dollars debt taken out this quarter the second one i wanted to talk about was the repurchase of common stock and this quarter this company spent 4.2 billion dollars in purchasing common stock and this is i i find this a good thing to see because now this company has halted common stock repurchase so that means that this company if next quarter is not going to end up using 4.2 billion dollars in cash to buy new shares it's going to it's probably it probably wasn't going to use 4.2 billion dollars but now it's going to have extra cash in its pockets just in case things go bad and that's that's again i think that's pretty much all i wanted to talk about from this company's cash flow statement all right so now finally we are in this company in seeking alpha wanted to take a look at the growth revenue this company is expected to make for december 2020 this company is expected to make 71.66 billion dollars of total revenue For December 2021, this company is expected to make $73.95 billion. So we see a small growth of about $2.2 billion in revenue from 2021 to 2020. So that's pretty good. This is telling me this is a growth company still. And I think it's pretty impressive that this company can still see that type of growth. Now, my thoughts. So this is completely my thoughts and not a recommendation for anybody. I can be 100% wrong. But this is how i value my company so first we're seeing that for 2021 this company is expected to make four dollars and 69 cents four dollars and 69 cents at the current price of 55 so we do 55.5 divided by 4.69 gives me a pe ratio of 11.83 11.83 for pe ratio for 2021 i think is pretty cheap for a technology company not just a technology company a technology company that has very high free cash flow a technology company that has dividends a technology company that has a strong buyback program obviously not right now and also a technology company that has plenty of cash right now and is able to survive this problem that's happening around the world i think pretty it'll be able to survive pretty easily it's also a company that's in two in sectors that i i enjoy being right now the cloud sector cloud the cloud data the data center and the cloud servers are the two biggest growing items right now in the tech company and for this to be a main component to there i am actually pretty i'm pretty happy with this forward with this forward pe ratio as a disclaimer i do have shares of intel but when i do my reports here this is completely unbiased i here just go with facts i here go with believing that if i'm gonna purchase more shares of this company it would be like a new entry position for me so i come here with pretty much a blank eyes and i want to say i really like intel corporation and i am thinking once my money for this week goes in i will purchase a few more shares of intel So let me know guys, are you interested in Intel Corporation right now? Do you guys still think it might be a bit too overpriced? Do you see this drop down as an overreaction? Let me know your thoughts of Intel in the comments. And like always guys, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to hit the thumbs up and the bell. It helps the small channel out so much and I truly appreciate it. Take care and have a good night.